0: This is the Advocatus Intimitati Podcast with Matt Lohr, Episode 13. Hello, and welcome to Episode 13 of the Advocatus Intimitati Podcast, released on Tuesday, the 17th of December, 2019. I am your host, Matt Lohr, once again late with a new episode. My grand strategy of moving the release date to Saturday has so far not proved successful. Of course, this time of year is a challenge, between work parties and family responsibilities and and just wanting to take a breather. So I'm revising the program schedule I announced last week, and this will be the last episode for 2019. I'll chat with you again on January 4th. Then the next episode will be on January 18th. So without further ado, let's hear this week's news stories. The Wall Street Journal reported last week that officials at the Federal Trade Commission are considering filing for a preliminary injunction against Facebook, prevent it from enforcing its interoperability rules, policies surrounding integration of its apps like Instagram and WhatsApp, on the grounds that they are anti-competitive. It is also feared that greater integration of these apps with Facebook may make it more difficult to break up the company in an antitrust action in the future. The journal reports that such an action, which would require a majority vote of the commission, could come as early as January. At a contentious hearing before the Senate Judiciary Committee on Tuesday, Representatives from Facebook and Apple defended their use of strong end-to-end encryption in their smartphones and communication apps under tough questioning about assistance to law enforcement. Many senators expressed dismay that agencies were unable to access data with a warrant in terrorism and child abuse investigations because of the encryption schemes the technology companies have deployed. Several threatened legislation to require backdoors to be implemented if the companies do not voluntarily act to allow law enforcement access. I have some thoughts on this. One is that we often hear that designing a secure system to do so is mathematically impossible. That's overstating the problem a bit. What's true is that any kind of key escrow scheme, whereby there is a massive vault in Cupertino with encryption keys for every iPhone in existence, would create an irresistible target for criminals and foreign intelligence services. Even if it were possible to secure such a system, there's no confidence that it would solely be used for compliance, with lawful requests in liberal democracies. Rather, China would threaten to exclude companies like Apple from their market unless a government were given the ability to use the system to surveil their citizens. Of course, one could say this problem is a byproduct of lax antitrust enforcement, allowing the growth of massive multinationals, dare I say supernationals, with enormous worldwide market share. I'm old enough to remember when the U.S. government banned the export of strong encryption under the International Traffic and Arms Regulations. In the future, we may witness that sort of thing in reverse, with countries prohibiting the import of encryption products that they can't circumvent. I hope that doesn't happen, but without any voluntary framework on the horizon, it may be the way we're headed. For this, my final episode of 2019, I just want to take a few minutes to talk about what has happened in privacy over the past year, and my predictions for the next. First, California mulled a multitude of amendments to its new signature privacy law, the California Consumer Privacy Act, adopting some and killing others. Among those that made it through was an exception for employee information, but with a couple of caveats. First, employers still must provide privacy notice to their employees, and the exception sunsets after a year. In the next legislative session, I think we'll see restrictions to the rights-to-know-and-to-delete adopted specifically for the employment context. We'll also see the adoption of the final regulations and the first enforcement actions by the Attorney General of California, along with companies scrambling to meet a moving target of compliance. Despite much lobbying, Congress failed to pass a comprehensive privacy bill in 2019, much less one that would preempt the CCPA. But I think odds are good for 2020. There seems to be consensus between the parties that a federal privacy bill is needed, and the gap in positions between the parties is narrowing. I think that if another state passes a bill next year, be it Washington or New York or maybe even Illinois, Congress will be spurred to action to prevent the dreaded 50-state patchwork of privacy laws. The Council of the European Union failed to adopt a text for the long-awaited e-privacy regulation governing things like web cookies and electronic marketing. Indications are that the European Commission will now take another look. Speaking of the EU... As I record this, businesses on both sides of the Atlantic are waiting with bated breath for the opinion of the Advocate General of the Court of Justice of the European Union in the Schrems II case, due on Thursday the 19th. At stake is not only invalidation of standard contractual clauses, but also possibly privacy shield, meaning that many businesses could be left without any valid mechanism to export data from the EU to the U.S. or other countries, and throwing transatlantic data flows into chaos. I, for one, will be waiting for this opinion, like it's Christmas morning. Next year, Brazil's new LGBT goes into effect, strengthening privacy protections and aligning Brazil with the GDPR. There are also rumblings coming from Canada and Australia about amending their own laws. Both countries have a comprehensive privacy statute, but especially in the case of Canada, their enforcement mechanisms leave something to be desired. All in all, I think 2020 will be a banner year for the field of data privacy. There is greater awareness and concern among everyday people about how information about them is collected, used, transferred, and sold. It will be a good time to be a privacy advocate. Well, that's a wrap for 2019. Thank you for joining me on this journey of starting a new podcast. I'm going to reflect over the next couple of weeks on where I want to take this podcast in 2020. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Drop me a line at Attorney. I wish you a safe, joyous, and private holiday season, and a Happy New Year. As always, thanks for listening.